Hello and welcome to Season 7, Episode 2 of the Marketing Matters Podcast from BSA Marketing. And today we're going to be continuing our discussions about doing things in the real world in sort of SME marketing and planning and those sorts of things. So I will just first of all welcome my fellow podcaster, David. So hi, David. Hi there. And we shall just obviously... As usual, we we are sitting at Glossop Gasworks in the what is actually a very sunny autumn day today, which well, as relatively relatively sunny. sunny. But as we both recently had uh, solar panels fitted to our house, we like it when it's sunny. <laughs> We're much more aware of it when it's sunny. <laughs> it is, it, yeah. It's a very strange strange uh, life living with solar panels because you you think about power very differently. But that's a different subject entirely. Anyway, back to our subject about the real world. And last time we were looking at the idea of planning and how planning is great in theory but when you actually try and do it in the real world you have to think slightly differently and today uh, we want to talk about the same sort of idea but talking about tech projects because often you come up with ideas that are going to require a sort of technological solution things like websites or one client's been talking about the idea of a portal for communicating with clients or how you can deal with sort of forms uh, online. I think, I think they're, they're all just variations on the theme of making more use of the internet yeah. as an, and computers, but essentially web-enabled screens and stuff to yeah. better capture and ma- manipulate and manage data i think that, that's what it yeah that's absolutely. what it comes down to and i think the issue that that we found in the past is that when you start looking at these projects you've got to look at the you've got two approaches you can either start with a complete blank sheet of paper and you can spec it out completely and then you can get some very techie person who's who knows about coding to literally write it from scratch which can be extremely expensive or you have to go and look for somebody who is selling a solution out of the box and if you do that obviously it keeps the cost down but but it also has issues so how do you actually handle this situation in the real world i think i think there's a there's a a key problem right from the outset and that is that there is nobody who's got the whole picture that no. as as a in my experience as as business owners, people often have an idea of what it is they're trying to achieve, but don't have the grounding on the technological side of things to know what is practical and what is what is achievable. And on the other hand, you've got people who might be technically extremely competent, but they don't really understand the, the real world business issues that you're trying to address. Yeah. And each is, is almost working against the other because on the one hand, you've got the business person who is, is looking for, for certainty from what is actually a very, typically a very vague specification, certainly a technically vague specification. And on the other hand, you're looking from the technical person who is looking for a very, very tight technical specification which nobody's really sure whether that tight technical specification will actually deliver the real world objectives well i think the, the reality is it never does because well know, no no you know however whenever you technically tie something down have a very tight spec at the beginning the moment you start using it you start thinking oh well it would be better if it did this or it did that and you have to start adapting it yeah and 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 often 
the process of adapting a system, if it hasn't been built with adaption in mind in the first place, can be challenging and for challenging read expensive. And that was never part of the mix because both both parties know exactly what they want, but there are conflicts between those two requirements. Yeah. And so you, the, the other so that's if you're doing it with the blank sheet of paper and the, the spec is one of the other side is if you're trying to do something out of a box. And the, the, the experience that I have of that is that if you're using a tool out of a box, it's designed for a very broad spectrum of uses usually and it has a set of utilities within it and my experience is that you look at it and you think yeah it'll do the job but when you get into the detail you think you discover yeah it'll do 80% of the job but the actual 20% is a bit that makes it really useful and really usable and that it won't do and so you have to either compromise and accept the fact that, okay, I can't do that 20%, so I've got to change the way I do things to to fit it within the 80% of the things it will do. Or you've got to start customizing that thing, which can get really expensive. again. You're almost back to square one. So it's about how do you build that technological solution with those those sort of limitations? Yeah, and I, and I mean, you see it across across the board. There are many, at the, sort of the high end, there are many, many examples of fabled government IT schemes which have crashed and burned having spent having people having spent millions and millions of pounds on them and they they never actually see the light of day well my other half used to work in the NHS and she used to roll her eyes incessantly about exactly that that they come in with this great new system and they within six months of it being implemented they discovered it didn't actually do the job so they had to go away and think again but again, in, in a small business that you can see a, a, a software package or an application that, that yeah. you can buy into. And then because you haven't really thought how you're going to implement it into your business processes, it just ends up drifting and, and you never really use it. Because often one of the big issues with, with implementing new systems is the training and, and getting over the learning curve of, of implementing it within a team, mm. which there are always going to be some people who are more or are keener on, on, on new processes than others who just like doing it the old way, even if the old way has significant business limitations. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think a, a good example of the way we tend to approach, because I think the way we would approach it is we'll try and find a set of tools that are incredibly flexible that will allow you to basically build systems that work in the real world. But the fact that they're very flexible means that they also can be technologically a bit challenging. So it's about you've got to sort of, again, balance that thing. And I think a good example is the way we approach websites is we used to sit there and code them from scratch. We then started using WordPress where you could build a template, but those templates for design still involved you sort of uh, writing things from scratch and typing code into a, a page. We now use a, a sort of a, a page builder called Elementor, which allows you to basically uh, create really nice designs for a website and layouts for a website just using a web interface that there's no real coding, it's all just ticking boxes and, and configuration. There's still a technological sort of learning curve in doing that, but it, it allows you to do about 80% of what you want to do with a website. But the thing that we found with that was that that 20%, you need to be able to find sort of functionality within that that will do what you want it to do. And very often that doesn't exist, so you've got to build it yourself. So we actually found another 
tool that allows you to build functionality that does require a bit of coding, but it does it again through a, a web backend. So it's that sort of, it keeps it all in one place, but it allows you to create new sort of building blocks for that website that when you actually implement it in the website, it's still the same drag and drop and ticking boxes and the like. So from the client's point of view, if they want to get a little bit technological in terms of involved in the design and the layout of the website, they can still do that without any technological or coding skills. But from our point of view, whatever they want, we can build that into the website. And I think that's the important bit. Yeah, and I think there's, that's true. But I think that whole process only works because we have very good relationships with our clients. Yes. Yeah. And they, we understand how they work, and they understand how we work, and so you're allow it, it allows that sort of toing and froing to go on. And I think the problem is that with when you're starting a new project, that perhaps not with that that existing relationship, that one of the real challenges is that it's very very easy to overcomplicate things because you're you're looking to try well, I want to build as much flexibility into into my new process so that as I find things, I can add them. Mm. And although it might be counterintuitive, my my experience is that actually in the real world the best way of going about it is completely the other way and actually as a starting point look for a tool that might be quite simple mm. but addresses a real core issue for you it might not do everything for you but it will it will address some fundamentals and that then you have something that that you can build on because I think what what's happening increasingly is that a lot of tools web-based tools that are, are off the shelf and you can be you know, to pay in a monthly subscription or what have you, they have something what is known as a an API or applications program interface, which fundamentally, if you accept that they're all just shifting data around and holding data, it's ways of getting data in and out of these existing programs so that you can take it out and if you want to just take it out and put it into an excel spreadsheet you can do that or if you want it to, to talk to a different system that's something that can be done but as a starting point you're just doing something very simple mm. and i think some of our most successful long-term projects with clients have been things where the start that the initial objective is very simple and that what happens is you start with, with with the basics and say, well, let's implement tools for these basics. Can we get those working within within our business across a team so that people understand them, people are using them properly, albeit that they're quite simple? And then we can start to think, well, how can we now, what is it that it doesn't do? How can we add functionality to that core starting point this is one of the the beauties of, of websites and increasingly with web applications that you can build onto websites that there are tools that you can bolt on to to a what might be a very simple core mm. so that you evolve a business system rather than just trying to buy it off the shelf or get someone to specify and write it for you when if I'm brutally honest, people don't really know what they want. Yeah. And so, as I say, the real success is that you accept that it might take you a number of years to evolve and build a system. But at every step on the way, you are getting real value and benefit from the bits that you've got. And I think the other thing is that you're not suddenly finding yourself with a, with a big bill for this allegedly all singing, all dancing system that actually fails to live up to expectations when you've got it that you can you you limit yourself to doing stuff that you understand and say well I know 
I can specify quite clearly that I want it to do ABC. So let's just focus on getting it doing ABC. And then once we're doing that and we understand how that works, then it's easier to start to think, well, now let's add D, E and F um, because we understand that. So you do it step by step. Now, I accept that in practice, it may end up costing you more to do it that way than if you'd tried to do it all at once. But the trade-off with that is our experience is that you will end up with something that really works for you. So, And if it's really working and delivering real value, then the fact that it's cost you more over a considerably longer period of time is almost irrelevant because you the, the value is coming in a much better way than it would be if you tried to do it all at once. Yeah, and I think it's that the traditional thing of you spec something out, you create a project, you create a project team to deliver that project. They take six months or whatever to build that thing to that spec and then it's launched with a big fanfare to the world and then the project team go off onto something else and people have to use it. But usually the moment people start using it, the first thing will say, well, ah, can we just? And as you know, those are our favorite words. But yeah, it is that thing that very often if you spend less sort of resource in actually building that first thing in the first place and know that there are going to be can we justs. And then as you say, once it starts being used, part of the project, the project team stays on it and they are developing those can we justs and reacting to the requirements of the real users and you end up as you say it might take you maybe rather than six months to deliver this thing in a box it might take you five years to come to to a conclusion but actually you probably never do come to a conclusion because there's always can we justs and so the key is to make sure you've got a tool that can evolve and develop as your business develops because the fact is the, the requirements of your business in six months are going to be different from where they are now. And, and, and you, I think you, you've got to, you, you were saying the difference between having something that delivers in six months and something that delivers in five years. But, but I think the, the key is that if you're taking a longer term process view, and I think yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that word in a minute, it's not that, well, I've got to sit here and twiddle my thumbs for five mm. years. It's you're getting value within six months, within a, within a very short period of time that's really inputting into your business but that you're recognizing that what you've got is not a project where you just do it and it gets delivered then you move on to something else but is because it's so core to to how your business runs that you accept it's just an ongoing part of that business and it is and i use the word advisory it is a process and i think the key here is to recognize and it is my favorite saying but but that running a business is a process not an event and yet people do try and just make it into a series of events which fundamentally isn't and if those and if you are going to do it as a series of events then unless those events really mesh and join up which to be honest they probably won't if that's if you're taking that piecemeal approach there's going to be a lot of frustration because yeah. you, because you never see any real real success whereas if you can take it as it's small steps but you recognize the value of that small step take that small step then use that as a platform to move on to the next step you actually down the line you can look back and think actually do you know what over the past however long we've been doing yeah. this we've built some really effective systems that are really delivering value yeah. for us and and the key is that you've got to have core tools that are going to stand the test of time and that are going to continue to be incrementally developed so something that's working today 
as technology moves on, will still work in 10 years' time. And one of the reasons that we love WordPress is that we've been working with WordPress for probably probably 10 years, well, probably close to, well, certainly a long time, well over 10 years. And I believe that a, web, a website that we built 10 years ago, if we've been continually incrementally developing that site over the last 10 years, it would still be working today. And the core, there've been upgrade paths at every step of the way to allow you to keep everything up to date. And yes, you've got to make changes and tweak things as things change, but that tech core technology will still work that from 10 years ago will still work today. And there's never been a situation where you say, I've got to throw it out and start again. And I think taking the approach that we're talking about, you've got to have that because the moment you start to say, I've got to throw it and start and start again. It's quite a big thing. Well, I, I think that there can be situations where I've got you do say that, but I think the point is that it has the system that you're using, that the processes you've developed are are delivering so much value hmm. that it's a natural progression to see that you now need to take a step change to yeah. go to the next place but rather than that being a frustration if you've got something that's never really worked for you and so I'm going to try something different what you're saying is I've got a, a, a system that has worked and delivered real value and benefit over a long period of time and it's now taken me and taken my business to a position where I need a different way of doing things I mean perhaps a, a, a very simple example you would never try and run Amazon on a WordPress website, but yeah. when you are starting in, when Amazon started in Jeff Bezos's garage, then it would have worked perfectly well mm. on a WordPress website had such a thing been available at the time. And it would have, from his garage, it would have evolved and it would have, WordPress would have worked fine and helped the business grow. But there comes a point at which you say, now we need to, go to because of where we're trying to go we need to go to a completely different approach but that can be planned into the growth and, and development and also of the business the fact, the fact that you've been doing what you do in the real world for however long means that when you get to that point where you say i now need to take it to the next step you've almost been sort of prototyping your thing you've been building like, a blueprint you've been building a blueprint so you know exactly what it is you're trying to do yeah david's just pointing at the watch and saying time yes and he's right we've been we've been rabbiting on for 20 minutes but yeah, you, it gives you that blueprint. So when you need to then go and build the spec to build that corporate system for like, for if you take the Amazon, you know, you have much more detail about exactly what it is you're trying to achieve. So as, yeah, as we were just saying, I think we've done this subject to death, but it is actually, I think it is one of the core issues in today's business when you're running a, a small business, small or medium business, is how you leverage these technological advances without it absorbing everything in 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 your sort of business processes so i think it is important and i uh, and i think ultimately I, th I think there's no one answer to it it's about as david said it's about it's about communication and getting the people who can deliver the systems talking in depth and un really understanding the business processes of the people who are running the businesses and getting them to develop a process that will actually make technology work for them and that's really the the sort of i guess yeah. the approach that we take yeah and I, I think just to perhaps blow our own trumpet a bit you you said earlier it's about finding the right tools i think 
to some extent is that, but actually it's finding the right partners. It's mm. finding the right people who who work in a way that, that you work in so that you can work together. If, if there's, if, as we said at the start, that the problem is that the business owner and the tech supplier often have very different standpoints and very different yeah. positions, which can and often does lead to at least some level of conflict and frustration, uh, which means you end up with not a long-term relationship, which means that life is, is can be hard work. Whereas if you can find good partners to work with who work in your way, then that's when you've got the basis for real long-term success. I think that says it all. So I think we shall leave it there. As usual, if you want to find out anything or uh, learn more about what we do outside our podcast, you'll find all our historic podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing.com. You'll find our blog where we write regularly about marketing and business in the real world. You'll find that on bsamarketing.com. You'll find us on LinkedIn and Twitter at BSA Marketing. So until next time, we will just say goodbye and happy marketing. Bye.